0: Welcome to episode nine of the Curly W Live podcast. As a reminder, you can always find the podcast on our blog, Curly W Live, which is curlywmoblogscom nationals.com slash podcast, and on iTunes, search Curly W Live. So this is our first episode of the offseason, but we wanted to put a bow on the 2017 season as a whole with a look at the Arizona Fall League. Uh, for those who don't know, the Arizona Fall League is known throughout baseball as a finishing school for Major League Baseball's elite prospects as a six-team league owned and operated by Major League Baseball with each team consisting of prospects from five organizations. Teams play a six-week schedule from the beginning of October through mid-November. The Nationals had eight players and one coach representing them on the Mesa Solar Sox. The club went 16-13-1 before falling in the championship game to the Peoria Javelinas. To discuss the AFL season as well as 2017 season as a whole, uh, we checked in on uh, outfielder Daniel Johnson and pitching coach Michael Tejero. Daniel Johnson enjoyed a breakout season in 2017, eventually being named Washington's Minor League Player of the Year. Uh, he hit two ninety-eight with 29 doubles, four triples, 22 home runs, and 72 RBI in 130 games between single-A Hagerstown and single-A Potomac. So we talked to Daniel about his breakout 2017 season, which was his second in professional baseball. He was selected um, in the 2016 draft. Uh, we talked about his fall league experience and what he does to get ready for 2018. And for Michael Tejera, who spent the previous seven, seven seasons as pitching coach of the GCL Nationals, uh, we talked about his AFL experience, some of his coaching philosophies, uh, what he will do to prepare for Double A, uh, as he has been named the pitching coach of the Double A Harrisburg Senators for 2018. And we even got into the life of the pitching coach and what a pitching coach does in the off season. So. Uh, here it is, episode 9 of the Curly W Live podcast featuring Daniel Johnson and Michael Tejera. Enjoy. Uh,
1: all right. Well, with us now on the Curly W Live podcast is Michael Tejera, who served as the uh, not only the pitching coach of the Mesa Solar Sox this year in the Arizona Fall League, but um, for the previous seven seasons, he's been the pitching coach of the GCL Nationals. And here he is going to be putting up to AA Harrisburg to be their pitching coach. So. Uh, Michael, thank you for taking the time. I know it's the off season, so I appreciate your uh, willingness to come on the podcast and talk about this season.
2: No, thank you for for
1: having me. I'm you know more than happy to talk about
2: my experience there in uh, in the fall league and you know uh, my new
1: assignment as a double A pitching coach. All right, so how so? Let's start with the fall league because it was the most recent. You uh, know, how was that experience overall for you? It was, it was your first time in the fall league, right?
2: Yeah, that was my first time in the folding, yes.
1: So how did it all go? Uh, what did you take from it? Did you uh, you have a good time out there?
2: Yeah, yes, I did. I did. I did have a, a good time. You know, it was a great experience overall, you
1: know, uh, getting to know
2: and uh, you know, working with a lot of talent there with different organizations and, you know, seeing those big boys, uh, uh, they, you know, uh, going about. Their business uh you know pretty much those guys are close to pitching the big picks and you know their their work ethic uh their, their routine that they have to you know to prepare uh, each day and uh, perform on the field so uh, knowing you know what kind of program uh, each organization have for for those guys it was it was it was uh,
1: also a good experience for me you um Pretty much take your same approach, you know, in terms of preparation and day-to-day work into your fall league uh, practices and games as you would in the regular season, or did you change it up a little bit?
2: No, it's, it's, it's a little different. No, normally
1: uh, you you uh, you take it down a little bit
2: because you know it's you're talking about we're playing in November, <laughs> right. October, November, so it's it's pretty much a uh, long season from those guys.
0: So normally,
2: you know, you you know, the work is a little bit down if those guys, you know, are kinda they kinda tired so but they they still they still doing things, you know, they still uh throwing their bullpen, uh, uh doing their flag round and getting ready for the game.
1: So what was it like coaching I mean we had a handful, I believe it was eight players between pitchers and position players. Um so what's it like coaching those guys who you know and, and have worked with in the past? as well as players from other organizations. Do you kind of gravitate towards just coaching your guys, or do you try to work with all players equally?
2: Well, well I mean, uh, you work with your players more. I mean, you don't know what, like I say, every organization is different. I, I don't know. Uh, what I did was, you know, I told the players that were there, that, you know, I was more than than, than happy to, to, to help those guys in, in mm-hmm. any way that I can do it. But, I mean, each organization are different. You know, some uh, like, like we do tower work and, we, you know, we, we talk about about being aggressive with fastball as an organization. Other organizations, they do different. They don't like to work with, you know, with the tower work, do a tower drill. Right. They, you know, they, they like to throw more breaking balls, you know, just an example. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to get in the way of those guys. You
1: know?
2: Right. Uh, I, don't, I, I didn't want to change the routine. You know, I wasn't there for that. Just You know, I was there. and I, The only thing I told those guys that
1: whatever helped that they need from me, I was more than happy to help. Okay. Uh, so what about um, the coaching staff? I mean, you're with uh, a couple other coaches not from your organization. Um, I don't know if you knew any of those guys leading into this experience, but, you know, what did you learn from those, uh, your fellow coaches, that you might be able to take, um, you know, back to our organization here?
2: Yeah, like, like I said, you know, I was, you know, the, manage, the manager was Omar from, Lopez from the Astros. You know, the Astros, they do, uh, things a little bit different than, you know, the knots, the Nats. The, the but, you know, it's, it's, it's good to, uh, to learn, you know, all the, uh, you know, just be aware of all the statistics things that they do, uh, you know, from the, uh, we had a uh, uh, hidden call from the cops. Jacob Cruz. We have Mike Hesman for the for the Tigers, and mm-hmm. the assistant pitching coach was uh, Steve Connolly from the A's. So, you know, like I say, each the, organization are different, and and you know that's a that's the, uh, one of the good things that I I took from there, the, the experience. The, right. Everybody does things different, and you know you learn. You pick, you know, sometimes you you know you pick and, and learn from those from the from the the things that they do.
1: Right. Um, I want to talk about a few few of the guys on the pitching staff who really stood out. You know, a guy like Kyle McGowan. He struck out 27 batters in, in 20 innings pitched. You know, what was kind of the keys uh, to his his success this this fall league?
2: You know, Kyle was uh, you know his opinion was his, he was commanding all his pitches. I mean, he throws his his fastball which is low 90s, and he, you know he was able to command it to both sides, and you know. Hmm. Uh, his breaking. He had a great feel for his breaking ball, which is his, you know, his slider, which is was his out pitch uh, over there. And the change. you know, he he had all three pieces working for him. Uh, pretty much the whole the whole folding. The last game was the one that, that you know, he didn't have that breaking ball working, and, and uh, they, you know, he gave up like four or five runs the last game. But overall, he was very consistent. Okay, and then what about? You know, for, for, him, that's
1: that's his key, so right. being able
2: to you know to, to locate all his pitches.
1: Right, and then uh, another player, Jimmy Cordero, looks like he really shined. Allowed two earned runs, you know, in his nine appearances, and he struck out you know 13 batters in 12 innings. Only issued two walks, which I know is big for Jimmy.
2: Yeah, Jimmy. I mean, did a lot of a lot of improvement there. I mean, I, I, you know, Jimmy did uh, put a lot of I mean, a lot you know a lot of work into it. You know, we did a lot of hard work. He, Look for me, and yeah, you know, I want to work. I want, you know, I want to get better. So that was a very positive thing to see about, you know, from him. And mm. uh, his success was, I mean, Jimmy has a power, power stuff. I mean, big, right. big, league, league stuff. All his pitches, you know, his his fastball, his breaking balls, and his changeup. That's uh he has average to above average uh, major league pitches. So you know, his problem in the past was that you know he had trouble throwing the you know the ball on the right. system over you know, over the play and you know, by by working his mechanic and, you know, being every day, trying to get better, you know, he improved his mechanic were you know, less movement in his delivery and uh he was very consistent throwing the ball, you know, over
1: the white. Uh, like we said in your intro, the the last seven seasons you've been with the G C O club down in uh, Florida, but in 2018 you're going to you know make the jump to be pitching coach to the AA Harrisburg Senators. You know What do you anticipate that jump being like for you, and, and what have guys like Doug Harris or Mark Slava told you about, about that jump you're about to make?
2: I mean, they uh, you know, when I received when the news that I was going over there to the AA, uh, you know, it, it was great to hear. I mean, I guess, they, you know, the organization, you know, Mark, uh, Doug, and even Reese, they now, they trust in me, and you know, by sending me over there to work, you know, it's, and you know, at that, at that, uh, at that level, mm-hmm.
1: you know, for
2: me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, to, it's a little bit different from the, you know, from the, from the GCL, mm-hmm. I know that, but I, that, that's an experience, and that, and that's a, <laughs> uh, that's a goal that I'm really looking forward to, a challenge that I'm really looking forward to, to work, in, you know, in Harisburg over there with it those boys they are really close to you know to make that that jump in the big leagues just a phone call away from it.
1: Right. So like but actually you know, that's a good follow allows me to follow up a little bit. In the past you've been kind of the first pushing coach that uh players have seen as professionals. You're you were dealing with guys that are just drafted and guys that are freshly signed <sighs> So how do you think your approach is gonna change from working with those young players fresh out of college or the draft to working with players um that could be called the big leagues at any moment.
2: Right. No, I think it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit different because, you know, with, you know, in the GCL, eh, you know, those guys, like, first, those guys go to, you know, first time that they're going to a professional baseball, so you got to teach them, you know, how to, you know, how to do it, how to act on and off the field. Mm-hmm. It's just to, to, to get that, you know, that base is strong, basically. Right. Don't relate those guys. I have more experience of being around a little longer. You know, you even have a free agent, so you just, for me, I just have to know more uh each individual, know their routine, know how you know what you know what they do, what they don't do, so that way I can adjust uh adjust uh, to each different guy and go from there, know right. the guys and you know know the guys and go from there you know I think for me my you know what i have success in the past is uh the communication I like to communicate a lot you know. I like I say by you know, each guy is different.
0: So mm-hmm. you really got,
2: you really have to know each guy and and go from there and go for you know, each guy you gotta approach them different. Right. And that's the challenge that I'm, I'm really looking for and like I say it's, I think it's gonna be easier because those guys have been around longer and you know pretty much they know what to do. You still have to for me you still have to, you know, teach the game and you know, teach them how to maybe how to uh a page be sequence with swings. you know, it's just the little things. But they, you know, for the most part, they pretty much have a a, a better idea of the game, of pitching mm-hmm. and all that. But uh, just to communicate and keep, you know, I like to keep those guys. Uh, you know, this uh, it's a tough game. So
0: <laughs> for me, what I
2: really look forward is just to keep those guys as positive as I can. Right. In in, in those guys' mind, keep them positive. So
1: during your during your time in the GCL, you know, kind of going back to that a little bit, was there like one piece of advice you always gave new guys? You know, when when they showed up on whether it was at uh, you know Space Coast Stadium or or now West Palm Beach, was when you met them for the first time. You know, is there something you always said to guys? or One piece of advice you gave them along the way. You know, my advice to those
2: guys is, you know, this uh, professional baseball. is
1: is different from
2: where you're coming from. This is an everyday thing. It's, you know, you're gonna fail here, and you, know, and you know it's okay to fail. It's, I mean, that's part of the game. It's even mm-hmm. the first ones fail. So the the good thing about it is, uh, it's an everyday thing, and you can uh, you know you can go back to to what you, to what you did wrong, and you, just, you know you you can do it again. Mm-hmm. But you know, fail is part of fail. Is part of uh, of you know, this game, and uh, the, the, the sooner that you get out of your mind, you know, the, the better it's going to be for you. All right, you know, a lot so, of those guys, they're they coming from college and, and high school, and they dominate in, in right. high school and
1: college. So they, they haven't had that experience. So my last question for you is, what's the typical off season for you like in terms of getting ready for the next season? Um, I know, I mean, you, you've been working a lot with going to fall league, and I'm sure this is your first kind of chance to calm down a little bit. Um, you know what's an off season like for you in terms of preparation for the next season?
2: Well, right now I'm just you know resting and you know having uh just trying to spend the most the most time with my father, with my kids, right. my wife. You know, just going to uh to my you know my son. He's his uh, ten years old, so he's playing baseball. So I'm going to his game. You know, okay. help you know help of help the, the team. You know, in the practice and all that. So I'm still believing in all of being there. Every, you know, every oh, other day in a baseball in field.
1: Well, that's a good Hey, hey You can uh, – nothing wrong with still coaching, and especially I'm sure those young kids you work with really appreciate the time that you put in, and, um, you know, I'm sure it helps them tremendously. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I do, and I love it. You know, my son, I really love – nice stuff to be around my son and his team. You know, we had a we, – we really have a, a great team. We have this team from three years, so the parents, oh. you know, all the kids, so – we just came from a tournament in Orlando uh, two days ago. Okay. And we're, we didn't have a good time. So, you know, I, I love it. I love it to be part of it and help those guys, you know, help the coaches, help the kids. That's what I've been doing all my, you know, all my life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all you know. Doing it for my son, it doesn't hurt me.
1: Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, you know, thanks for jumping on the podcast with us. And, um, you know, have a great off season. Good luck to your your, your son and his team. And, uh, hopefully it makes the coach look good, and, uh, you know, we'll see you in spring training. All right, Kyle, appreciate it. Thank you for yeah. having me. All right, talk to you soon. Um, all right, well, with us now on the Curly W Live podcast is Michael Tejera, who served as the uh, not only the pitching coach of the Mesa Solar Sox this year in the Arizona Fall League, but um, for the previous seven seasons he's been the pitching coach of the GCL Nationals, and here he is going to be putting up to AA Harrisburg to be their pitching coach. So. Uh, Michael, thank you for taking the time. Uh, I know it's the off season, so I appreciate your uh, willingness to come on the podcast and talk about this season.
2: No, thank you for for having me. I'm you know more than happy to talk about my experience there in, uh, in the fall league and you know uh, my new assignment as a double A pitching coach. All
1: right, so how so? Let's start with the fall league because it was the most recent. You uh, know, how was that experience overall for you? It was, it was your first time in the fall league, right? Yeah, that was my
2: first time in the folding. Yes.
1: So how did it all go? Uh, what do you take from it? Did you uh, you have a good time out there?
2: Yeah, yes, I did. I did. I did have a a good time. You know, it was a great experience overall. You know, uh, getting to know, uh, you know, working with a lot of talents there with different organizations, and you know, seeing those big boys, uh, uh, they you know uh, going about their business. Uh, you know, pretty much. Those guys are close to pitching the big picks, and you know their their work ethic, the uh, the routine that they have to you know to prepare uh, each day and uh, perform on the field. So uh, knowing you know what kind of program uh, each organization have
1: for for those guys, it was it was it was uh, also a good experience for me. Did you um, pretty much take your same approach, you know, in terms of preparation and day to day work? Into your fall league uh, practices and games as you would in the regular season, or did you change it up a little bit? No, no it's, it's, it's a little different. You no, know,
2: normally uh, you 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 take it down a little bit because you know it's you're talking about we're playing in November, <laughs> right. October, November, so it's, it's pretty much a uh, long season from those guys. So mm-hmm. normally, you know, you you know the work is a little bit down with those guys. You know, kind of they kind of tires so but they they still they still doing things you know they're still uh throwing their bullpens uh uh doing their flat round and getting ready for the game
1: so what was it like coaching i mean we had a handful i believe it was eight players between pitchers and position players um so what's it like coaching those guys who you know and, and have worked with in the past as well as players from other organizations do you kind of gravitate towards just coaching your guys, or do you try to work with all players equally? Well, well, I mean,
2: uh, you work with your players
1: more. I mean, you don't know what, like I say, a- every organization is
2: different. And I, I you know, uh, what I did was, you know, I told the players that were there. That, you know, I was more than than, than happy to 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 help those guys in, in mm-hmm. any way that I can do it. But I mean, each organization is different. I mean, you know, some uh, like like we do tower work and. We, you know, we, we talk about about being aggressive with fastball as an organization. Other organizations, they do different. They don't like to work with, you know, with the tower, or do a cow drill. Right. They, they, you know, they, they like to throw more breaking balls, you know. Just an example. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to get in the way of those guys. You
1: know?
2: Right. Uh, I, don't, I, I didn't want to change the routine. You know, I wasn't there for that. Just uh, You know, I was there. And I, The only thing I told those guys then whatever help they need from me, I was
1: more than happy to help. Okay. Uh, So what about um, the coaching staff? You're with uh, a couple other coaches not from your organization. Um, I don't know if you knew any of those guys leading into this experience, but, you know, what did you learn from those, uh, your fellow coaches, that you might be able to take, um, you know, back to our organization here?
2: Yeah, like like I said, you know, I was, you know, the manager manager was over a from from the Astros, you know, the Astros, they do – Things a little bit different than you know the the knots the the laps. but you know it's 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 good to uh, to learn, you know all the uh, you know just be aware of all the statistics things that they do uh, you know from the uh, we had a uh, uh, hitting coach from the cops, Jacob Cruz. We had Mike Hesman for the for the Tides, and mm-hmm. the assistant pitching coach was uh, Steve Connolly from the A. So, you know, like I said. Each organization are different, and and you know that's a good that's a, one of the good things that I, I took from there the, the experience they right. everybody does things different, and you know you learn you pick you know sometimes you you know, you pick and, and learn from those from the from the, the things that they do.
1: Right. Um, I want to talk about a few few of the guys on the pitching staff who really stood out. You know, a guy like Kyle McGowan, he struck out 27 batters in, in 20 innings pitched. You know, what was kind of the keys uh, his his success
2: this this fall league. You know, Kyle was uh, you know, his opinion was his, he was commanding all his pitches. I mean, he throws his his fastball which is low 90s, and he, you know he was able to command it to both sides. And you know, mm-hmm. uh, his breaking he had a great feel for his breaking ball, which is his you know his slider, which is was his out pitch uh over there, and the change, You know, he he had all three pitches working for him. Uh, pretty much the whole the whole folding the last game was the one that they, they you know he didn't have that regular work and, and uh, they, you know he gave up like four or five runs the last game but overall he was very consistent. Okay, and then what about you know, for, for, for him? That's that's his key, just right. being able to you know to, to locate all his pitches.
1: Right, and then uh, another player, Jimmy Cordero, looks like he really shine. Allowed two earned runs. You know, in his night appearances, and he struck out. You know, thirteen batters in twelve innings, only issued two walks, which I know was big for Jimmy.
2: Yeah, Jimmy. I mean, did a lot of a lot of improvement there. I mean, I, I you know, Jimmy did uh, put a lot of I mean, a lot you know a lot of work into it. You know, we did a lot of top work. He, he would look for me, and you know, I want to work. I want you know, I want to get better. So that was a very positive thing to see about you know from him. Mm. And uh, his success was. I mean, Jimmy has a power power stuff. I mean, right. big, league, big league stuff. All his pitches, you know, his his fastball, his breaking balls, and his changes. That's uh, he has average to above average uh major league pitches. So, you know, his problem in the past was that you know he had trouble throwing the you know the ball consistent right. over you know over the play. And you know, by by working his mechanic and you know being every day trying to get better, you know, he, he improved his mechanic. Was, you know, less movement his delivery and uh he was very really consistent throwing the ball,
1: you know, over the white. like we said in your intro, the the last seven seasons you've been with the G C L Club down in uh Florida. But in two thousand eighteen you're gonna, you know, make the jump to be pigeon coach to the double A Harrisburg Senators. You know, what do you anticipate that jump being like for you and, and what have guys like Doug Harris or Mark Schlaba told you about about that jump you're about to make? I mean they uh you know
2: when I, when I received the news that I was going on there to AA, uh, you know it, it was great to hear. I mean, I guess the, you know the organization, you know, Mark, uh, Doug, and even Rich—they, you know, they trust me and you know by sending me over there to work. You know, it's and uh, you know at that at that uh at that level. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I, I'm 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 really looking forward to you know to. It's a little bit different from the you know from the from the GCL. I know that, but I that, that's an experience and that that's uh. Uh, that's a goal that I'm really looking forward to a challenge that I'm really looking forward to to work in, you know in Harrisville, school over there with the with those boys that are really close to you know to make that that jump to the big mix just
1: a phone call away from it right. so like but actually you know, that's a good follow- allowed me to follow up a little bit in the past. you've been kind of the first pitching coach that uh, players have seen as professionals you're you're dealing with guys that are just drafted and guys that are freshly signed <sighs> <sighs> So how do you think your approach is going to change from working with those young players fresh out of college or the draft to working with players um, that could be called the big leagues at any moment?
2: Right. No, I think it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit different because, you know, with, you know, in the GCL, eh, you know, those guys, like, first, those guys go to, you know, first time that they're going to a professional position So you got to teach them,
0: you know, how to,
2: you know, how to do it, how to act on and off the field, it's just to 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 get that you know that that base strong, basically. Right. Don't relate those guys. i more experienced. Have been around a little longer. You know, you even have a free agent. So you just, for me, I just have to know more. Uh, each individual know their routine. Know how you know what you know what they do, what they don't do. So that way I can adjust uh, adjust uh, to each different guy and go from there.
0: Know right. the
2: guys and you know. Know the guys and go from there. You know, I think for me, my you know what I have success in the past is uh, the communication. I like to communicate a lot. You know, and, and like I say, by but you know, each guy is different. So mm-hmm. you really, got, you really have to know each guy and you know, and go from there and go for you know each guy is got to approach from different. Right, and that's the challenge that I'm, I'm really looking for. And like I say, it's, I think it's gonna be easier. Because those guys have been around longer and, you know, pretty much they know what to do. You still have to, for me, you still have to, you know, teach the game and, you know, teach them how to maybe how to, uh, how to pitch, pitch sequence with swings, you know, it's just the little things. But they, you know, for the most part, they pretty much have a, a better idea of the game, of pitching mm-hmm. and all that. But, uh, just to communicate and keep, you know, I like to keep those guys. Uh, you know, this uh, is a tough game. So, for me, what I really look forward is just to keep those guys as positive as I can. Right, in, in, in those guys' minds. keep them positive. So,
1: during your during your time in the GCL, you know, kind of going back to that a little bit, was there like one piece of advice you always gave new guys? You know, when when they showed up on whether it was at uh, you know Space Coast Stadium or for now at West Palm Beach, when you met them for the first time, you know, is there something you always said to guys or one piece of advice you gave them along the way? You
2: know, the, my advice to those guys, you know, it's, just, uh, it's professional baseball. It's, it's, it's different from when you're coming from. It's an everyday team. You know, you're going to fail here, and you, know, and, you know, it's okay to fail. It's, I mean, that's part of the game. It, even mm-hmm. the best ones fail. So the, the good thing about it is uh, it's an everyday team, and you can uh, – You know, you can go back to to what you you did wrong, and, you you know, you you can do it again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, fail is part of fail is part of, of, you know, this game. And uh, the the, the sooner that you get out of your mind, you know, the the better it's going to be for you. All those guys, they're coming from college and and high school, and they dominate in
1: in high school and college. So
2: they, they haven't
1: had that experience. So my last question for you is, what's a typical off season for you like in terms of getting ready for the next season? Um, I know, I mean you you've been working a lot with going to fall league, and I'm sure this is your first kind of chance to calm down a little. Bit, but, um, you know, what's an off season like for you in terms of preparation for the next season?
2: Well, right now I'm just you know resting and you know having uh just trying to spend the most the most time with my father, with my kids, right. my wife. You know, just going to. Uh, my you know my son, he's uh, he's 10 years old, so he's playing baseball. So I'm going to his game, you know, okay. help you know help him help the, the team, you know, in the practice and all that. So I'm still believing in all being there every you know every oh, other day in a in a, place, in a baseball field.
1: <laughs> well, That's a good hey. You can uh, nothing wrong with still coaching, and especially I'm sure those young kids you work with really appreciate the time that you put in and. Um, you know, I'm sure it helps them tremendously. So Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. And I love
2: it. You know, my son, I really love. nice like, stuff to be around my son and his team. You know, we, had a, we, we really have a, a great team. We have this team from three years. So, the parents, uh-huh. you know, all the kids. So, we just came from a tournament in Orlando uh, two days ago. Okay. And we're, we really have a good time. So, you know, I, I love it. I love it to be part of it and help those guys, uh, you know, help the coaches, help the kids. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I've been doing all my
1: you know, all my life. Yeah. Bro. A, <laughs> that's what you know,
2: doing it for my son it doesn't hurt me.
1: Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, you know, thanks for jumping on the podcast with us, and um, you know, have a great offseason. Good luck to your, your your son and his team, and uh, hopefully, it makes the coach look good. And uh, you know, we'll see you in spring training. All right, Kyle, appreciate it. Thank you for yeah. having me. All right, talk to you
0: soon. So, thanks again to Daniel and Michael for joining us. Uh, as I mentioned, to both. Both guys, it has been a long run since the start of spring training. Um, they had spring training, then the regular season, then instructional league, and eventually the Arizona Fall League. So these guys have been going 100 miles an hour since you know mid February. So it meant a lot uh, to have them on the podcast on one of their first days off in a very long time. So uh, as we always say, we want your feedback. So feel free to tweet at me at Kyle Brostowitz or at Nationals, and feel free to leave comments on Curly W Live. You can always find the podcast on our blog, Curly W Live nationals.com slash podcasts and on itunes and be sure to subscribe to the blog as well as to the podcast on itunes so you don't miss out on anything so throughout the season this has been the portion of the podcast where we looked at the upcoming schedule promotions etc now we shift that to the offseason and as the astute baseball fans that you are you know that one of the biggest league events that takes place in the offseason takes place in mid-december and that's the baseball winter meetings This year, that will take place from December 11th through 14th in Orlando, Florida. Um, And as, you know, we've seen a lot in the past, including last year with the acquisition of Adam Eaton, uh, a lot can happen that week. So be sure to check out Live and Nationals.com for all your news and information. Uh, We hope to bring you a podcast from the winter meeting, so absolutely be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, Don't forget to join us at Winterfest uh, shortly after the winter meetings, December 16th and 17th at uh, the Washington Convention Center. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to nationals.com slash winterfest to get your tickets. Once again, Nationals fans, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Curly W Live podcast.